Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Craig. Podcast versus everyone. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here, Here we, we go. go. We're at Plastic Pub <laughs> drinking beer. All right, dude. That's all I got. <laughs> How many of our listeners do you think are going to recognize that? I don't. I don't know. Pro- like the people that like the soccer talk. Yeah, the but, ones uh, that like the Sounders. Yeah, I wonder how many I wonder how many Sounders or any fans soccer team. Have. I think every soccer team uses that. Yeah, that, it's uh, that's bit. like that's like the little soccer secret is like all the songs are ripped off from somewhere else. All right, so uh, welcome to podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Newser. We are, if you can't, if you didn't notice, we're in a bar. Uh, we're at they can hear a, it. A, a Kugon bar uh, called Flatstick Pub, one of the locations, the Pioneer Square location. Um, we are pre-gaming for a Sounders match. Um, a friendly, as it were. A friendly against a German team. Uh, so we're drinking American beer. That's right. Um, screw those Germans. Washington beer, Seattle beer. And we have with us two guests today um, from Flatstick Pub. We have Rob. And uh, Rob, you can use your last name. I'm uh, Rob Forbes. Nice to meet you guys. Rob is the brand manager at Flatstick Pub, uh, graduate of WSU in 2016. And we have with us Brian. Hi, Brian Largent. Uh, nice to meet you all. Brian, I don't know your your title here at the pub. Um, I didn't do the research on you. I, I'm I just I'm just joined the pub. I'm in operations. I'm kind of under the senior operations team. All right, awesome. cool. So we'll get we'll get them on in a little bit. Yeah. To talk. So um, we'll start this podcast like we start every podcast. Talking about the beer. Talking about beer. But after that, before we do that, let's do a commercial, Jeff. <laughs> Dude. You want to do a commercial two minutes in? Yeah, I do. I just want to get it out of the they way just before had a we forget. At the beginning. I know, but we're, we're going to forget. We're not doing another commercial right now. Oh, fine, just keep Jeff. Going. Whatever, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jeff, what are you drinking? It's I'm the same drinking thing the I'm same drinking. Thing you're drinking. Well, dude. do you know what it is? Yes, it's the uh, Rubens Brews Northwest Pacific Northwest Crush. So he didn't actually. There know we what go, it Pacific was. Northwest. See, I remembered. I remembered. So, so uh, Rob, you want to tell us about this beer? I mean, I can just, so Rubens, they have, uh, I mean, we do a lot of awesome things with them. Um, they have their Crush series. This is the Pacific Northwest Crush. Probably one of my favorites that they've come out with from their, their Crush series. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like it. It definitely, I don't know, I feel it definitely tastes a little like foresty, I don't know, piney a little bit for a hazy IPA. So I don't know, you can probably smell it off, off the nose, but it's definitely good stuff. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I can see why it's called Crush. Very drinkable, very yeah. refreshing on a on a 65-degree July summer day. 
with rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I refuse. I still wear shorts and t-shirt. I don't care. Yeah, I'm wearing um, shorts and a t-shirt. But yeah, yeah. The Crush series is a good one. Uh, Ruben's just that they've went through a lot of iterations at this point, and this is definitely. I agree with you, Rob. This is uh, more uh, pioneer than you typically get. It's it's got kind of an old school West Coast IPA, Pacific Northwest IPA vibe. But it still has that mouthfeel and that body of a of a hazy IPA, and obviously the look—it's very hazy. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. So, what it, what are you drinking, Rob? Drinking the Skookum Peach Cobbler Clouds. So it's part of their Cloud series, um, which is definitely a favorite of all the employees and staff here at Flatstick Pub. Um, it's actually considered a lactose IPA, so they use lactose sugar, which kind of gives it that sweet balanced taste it's sweeter to your typical hazy ipa um definitely one of my favorites if you guys haven't been to skookum before definitely check it out uh we have it on tap at all of our locations all the time so um yeah stephanie skookum does an awesome job if you have to check out their spot one of these times in arlington they really know how to do it right yeah we like to say skookum is the unofficial brewery of the podcast (laughs) jeff has drank many skookums Jeff um, drinks a lot of scoop and when he can get his I, hands the, on The it. Cloud Series, yeah, like you said. Uh, so not for vegans. Uh, no. Not vegan-friendly beer. No. Or uh, lactose intolerant folk. That is true. Uh, it's interesting. There are some brewer, like I know the brewer down at Three Mags, Three Magnets, is lactose intolerant. So they, when they brew their milkshake beers, they don't actually put lactose or anything in them. Uh, they put vanilla in there to try to, yeah, to, to try to, yeah, to try to, yeah, emulate Cheater. that. Yeah. Hey. Well, he he, <laughs> he doesn't want to drink his own beer and then have to go straight to the bathroom. Yeah. So. yeah I guess. I guess but, it's all right. But yeah, Skookum. I'm really excited. They just released a, uh, a barrel aged barley wine. Um, uh, and a buddy of mine picked me up some bottles. He's delivering to me on Saturday. So uh, pretty stoked to try that. Yeah. So I was saying before we started recording that this uh, double cobbler clouds that you're having, I had a single whatever their single version of it last summer was. And uh, one of the things I liked about it is I don't really like peach that much. And so the peach was, was fairly subtle. Um, and so how about this one, the double? Is it, is it still pretty subtle or is Honestly, it pretty peachy? I didn't even realize it was a double until you said that right now. <laughs> so now, I mean, I haven't had the single one, but this one's tasting good to me. So awesome. A uh, little bit. Honestly, yeah. A little bit. Just, yeah, just a little bit. I'm not. Sounds like Jeff might get that beer. Yeah. Peach kind of reminds me a little bit of back in the Pullman days, the <laughs> peach brunettes a little bit. So yeah. I'm trying not to yeah. think about peach a little bit, but honestly, it is really good. Now you guys got me thinking about peach, so. Yeah. But, yeah it tastes good to me. <laughs> or some, uh, is there, or peach, uh, the the uh, Fuzzy Navel Boone's Farm? Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the old Boone's Pass Pass the, the Coog. This actually has more out, way more alcohol than an actual uh, Boone's actual Farm. Actual Boone's Farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about, if we're talking about beer, uh, let's talk about what you guys do here. Um, I know one of the, uh, the, the, the key things about your tap list is that it's all Washington beers, which is pretty cool. And obviously, we're fortunate to live in a uh, state where there's a lot of good beer. Um, but yeah, so uh, go ahead and talk about you know your kind of philosophy with that tap list. Yeah, so I mean, since day one over in Kirkland, I mean, our number one thing is how can we be consistent in the community and building that bridge with people that love to enjoy beer but aren't trying to drink these big corporate 
heavy AB and Bev beers, you know, like we like to work with the small guys. Um, our tap lists are honestly super extensive. They're always rotating. Um, we actually have our Flatstick Pub app, which is really awesome that we have. Um, you can literally, it's updating all the time. You can, we have a rewards level uh, on there to where pretty much you can record your beer, review, take notes, because everyone that loves local beer loves to remember what they like. So. Like you were saying earlier, the single peach cobbler clouds, you remembered, but how do you remember, you know? So that's how we keep track of it on the app and whatnot. It's awesome. Um, we do like locals brewers tournaments. So that's kind of one of our favorite events where we actually have all the brewers from representing breweries come out and compete with each other on the mini golf course together to compete for um, tap handles. So for like six months, three months, one month, um, but yeah, things like that, I think it's just, especially lately in Seattle, the last five years, we've seen the beer game change and people just really do enjoy drinking what's out of their backyard other than something that's coming from state to state or from a different, or, yeah, so. Yeah, that's, I think Flat Six pretty passionate about that. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, working with the local breweries, a lot of people end up coming here, trying the beer and then going to see those breweries because they get so interested in their beers. So. Uh, there's a really good um, relationship with a lot of the, the local Washington uh, breweries. In addition, just all the games. I mean, we're all about games and having fun and entertainment and unique games. Um, people know about mini golf, but we've also got duffel board. We've got um, stick putt. We've got ball jockey. A lot of games that were created by the team here at Plastic. So, Yeah, so I've only ever been, before today, I'd only ever been to the one in Kirkland. Um, which, if, you know, if, I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but it's if, if you haven't, it's, it's basically it's like a bar and then there's like a side area with the golf. It's pretty small. Um, this place is expansive. Like, this is amazing. You got like this whole like downstairs area um, in Pioneer Square. You got this huge space for the golf. You got other games in the other room. Um, maybe talk a little bit about like, you know, people are going to see flat stick pubs, you know, popping up in different spots. I know you got one coming in Spokane. You got one coming in Tacoma. Um, just kind of talk about how, uh, first of all, the, the different locations you've got, and then also kind of how, um, why what you're doing is, is striking a chord with people that you're able to expand and open up these different locations all over the place. Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I'll first start, the first plastic pub, Kirkland, opened five years ago. We just celebrated our five-year anniversary there. And uh, a lot smaller than the Pioneer Square, a lot smaller than the South Lake Union locations, a lot smaller than the uh, Spokane location is going to be and the Tacoma location that's coming down the road. So, um, But that's the original, and it's got a lot of character, and it's got a lot of the original members that still frequent the pub frequently, so there's a lot of really good relationships there. Uh, Pioneer Square, we're sitting here now, we're down in a basement in Pioneer Square. Uh, it's a very unique new duffel board game was introduced here, a nine-hole course there's a duffel board game in Kirkland but the, the nine hole duffel board course is here so um, a bunch of other games a bunch of party rooms a bunch of really good art by Henry uh, and then South Lake Union came about a year we just celebrated our year anniversary yesterday with uh, the first really function at, at South Lake Union so it's a little bit bigger it's on Mercer and Westlake big glass windows a lot of uh, visibility so completely different pub there as well and I let um, Rob talk about some of the, the different things we we do in the community and the yeah, I think going back to like we're uh, going back to like the sense of community. I think is kind of the passion and what we are very passionate about at Flatstick is how can we make someone's day better? I mean, coming in, we we do a thing called Sunday fundraise, 
um, which we've been doing for a while now. Um, so $2 of every round of golf and $2 of every beer is actually donated to local charities that we um, pick throughout the year. And last year, which is really crazy, we or 2018, we raised $129,000 for local charities in the Seattle area. So that just speaks for itself right there. We do really care about the community and it makes these partnerships a lot easier with all these, all these people in Seattle. People really do feel truly a part of what we're doing here. So. Well, and yeah, and one of the one of the uh, reasons I like to go to Flat Stick before you know Sounders Mariners uh, games is you know I, I know it's a it's a Coug bar and uh, oh, yeah. so that I feel at home um, and you know it's run by Cougs owned by Cougs and then employ the, a lot of the employees yeah. are Cougs too so. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so um, I'd love to hear about, uh, you know, we, we kind of were talking before the, uh, before the podcast. You're talking about um, having Cougar football watch parties. And, and um, you were talking about charities. So uh, uh, Helensky's Hope is, a, is a, an important charity to us. We've raised money for it on Coug Center as well. So I'm um, talking about how, you know, what you did uh, last year during football season with Helensky's Hope, and, and then what, what what people can expect on Cougar Football Saturday when they go to uh, Flatsick Pub. Yeah, totally. So uh, last year we donated for every beer poured during games. Um, was a do- yeah, a dollar of every beer was donated towards Helensky Hope Foundation. We raised, I think, about s- almost $18,000 uh, last year towards Helensky Hope. And I think that really brought kind of everyone together during that tough time and it was awesome that was kind of around when south right before right after south lake union opened um but yeah south lake union kirkland and pioneer square they'll be packed on game days every single time you walk in the store and it's just it's nice a little bit different feel at each pub kirkland's going to be that little like neighborhood type bar pioneer square is definitely gets a little rowdy for sure everyone has everyone knows how to have a couple beers you know um, they got the South big screen too here, so what? they got the biggest screen here too. By the way, at Pioneer oh, yeah. Square, Pioneer Square's got a big screen. So yeah, right there on the golf course, everyone can come watch the game. Um, and then South Lake Union was our new one. We opened up. We were only open for a month before the first game last year. We kind of didn't know how it was going to go, but it turned out to be a great success. Um, we decorate the pubs and all Coog stuff, and I mean, they turn yeah. the music off and you have the game plays on the loudspeakers. Oh yeah, sound is on, baby. Sound is on. So. That's that's nice to find like on the west side sometimes you know even 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 some of the places that host cougar watch parties are just uh, they're they're just neutral bars or even husky bars sometimes that like you got to find a place to go watch a game so it's cool to like go and have cougs around and all that you know I love that so uh, Jeff what do you think. Well, first of all, if anybody knows any sort of awkward sound, it's it's partly because we're passing two microphones among four people. Yes. So, but I just kind of want to throw that out there for people. Yeah, we're we're kind of like, you know, passing them around here. But so no. I, I just want to say, like, uh, we put on Twitter that we're here and we're recording here, and there's like definitely people are stoked about that. So uh, uh, so I hope they're all going to listen and be super excited as well. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, now would be a good time to take commercial break, Craig. Yeah, I, I think and after we come back, we're going to talk about um, some great Cougar football memories. So 
just suffer through this 30 second advertisement for another podcast. Might be 60 seconds. It might be 60. Whatever. I'm not even sure. You'll probably learn about a new cool podcast, so deal yeah, with it. Probably. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I hope what the a, ad was, what a, what a, you, what an ad. Learn something that you could That ad was amazing. That ad was incredible. Yeah, I, you guys are so lucky. That's right. The, those of you that pressed the 30 second skip ahead button really missed out. Capitalism at its finest. Yeah. All right, so there was uh, one more thing I, um, uh, I, I know we, we wanted to talk about with you guys, and uh, it was your uh, relationship with Gleason Fest. So what's that about? Yeah, so um, we're going to be one of the sponsors over in uh, Spokane for Gleason Fest. That will be on August 10th over there in Spokane. Awesome event. Um, it's going to be our first year working with them and whatnot, and... Uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. So if you guys are listening to this now, definitely check it out. It's definitely for a good cause. I mean, Steve Gleason's a big, big part of the coup community and what we're all about. So we're really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, and that's sure. one that's pretty near to me because, uh, so Brian, you went to school at the same time I did in the mid to late 90s. And so that's obviously when Steve Gleason was there. Um, and so I spent a lot of time around Steve covering uh, – you know, football games and different stuff. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of seeing what he's going through and uh, just watching how how he's coping with that with his family, um, just sort of all of those things. Uh, yeah, it's great that you guys are also uh, participating in that. So, yeah, I mean, St Steve is a, a longtime old friend of the family. His mom was a, my seventh grade teacher and uh, he was a grade ahead of me in uh, for junior high was the only school I spent with him except for Wazoo. So yeah, definitely excited to be a part of Gleason Fest and uh, get out back to Spokane and get, get going on that. All should right. we talk some Cougs? We should talk some Cougs. Um, I, it was great. You know, We love Flat Stick Pub, but I'm, I'm sure people are like, all right, let's, All right, let's, let's hear about WSC stuff. And it is the summer, so there ain't, there ain't a lot going on. Ain't a lot going on. Uh, Jalen Thompson. Jalen Thompson has a team. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, Robert Franks is summer league. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, this week, we had a couple other Cougs with us. We want to talk about our, some great Cougar football memories. And what, the prompt I gave everyone is, uh, what is your favorite Cougar football game that you were at in attendance, your favorite Cougar football experience in attendance. And so um, should we start with most recent or least recent? I, I you know, I, I think we start with most recent. And I know that's 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 the guy right next right next to me over here. Our, our most recent grad. Um, so, Rob, um, I know you have a good game to talk about. Well, what is your most your favorite Cougar football in person memory? Favorite Cougar football in-person memory would 
for sure have to be, this is the first game I attended after I graduated uh, from Wazoo. It was the game versus USC playing Sam Darnold at when they were number five. Man, I did not like that guy very much, but yeah, so that game, honestly, we're sitting in the, snuck into the student section with my little brother, had to do that for sure. Is your little brother a student? He, he, uh, yeah, he graduated last year, but um, he was a student at that time, and yeah, snuck down there, felt, just felt right, obviously, and then I just remember that game, 30 to 27, Cougs, at the end when Sam Darnold fumbled that ball, that was honestly like, that put the cherry on top for the whole thing, yeah. I was, we ran onto the field, I remember storming the field with everyone, all me and my best friends as well, saw him down there with my brother, and going crazy, it's actually a really funny story, so, I saw Andre Dillard, he's my guy, he's from Woodenville, so, uh, I grew up in Redmond, but, um, really funny story, yeah, I go up to him, and had a couple beers before I saw him, for sure, and I'm talking to him, I'm like, hey, can I get a picture with you real quick, um, I, I played golf with a grandpa once. He's like, what the <laughs> hell are you telling me this right now? I'm like, yeah, I played golf with a grandpa once. But funny enough, I actually met his grandpa on the golf course uh, a year and a half prior to even knowing who Andre really was. And he had a Husky bag on and I had a Coug bag on. And he goes, you know, go Cougs. And I was like, really? You have a Husky bag yeah, going? Yeah. And I'm like, really? Well, yeah, go Cougs, I guess, whatever. And he goes, well, Andre Dillard's uh He's, uh, that's my um, my grandson. I'm like, oh, no way. Like, that's crazy. So that's what I told Andre Dillon when I saw him in the middle of the field versus USC. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm, honestly, sure, I'm sure at that time he was like, that's so great. Oh, he probably <laughs> didn't listen to a word I said, to be honest. He's, like, huh, He's just cool. like, what? Okay. But, yeah, that game just, I mean, after that, too, just running around C, up and down C Street like crazy, that was that was something else. So that's yeah. definitely my my favorite memory. Well, I think what was awesome about that game was that, uh, you know, that you came into it with some, I mean, my favorite word, momentum. But it's like, you know, there, there was this, you know, it was this big clash of, uh, of ranked teams. And, um, you know, we one. 4-0. One, yeah. And, uh, and it was Friday night, so it was the only game yep. on TV. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the Cougs roll with the all-anthracite uniforms for right for the first time and um i don't know it just was like one of the things and like brian you can probably talk about this but it's like you know there there's been some ups and there's been some downs and but one of the things about about this mike leach era that's sort of unique and um different is that you know you can sort of expect consistent excellence every year and that's you know i mean mike price obviously hit some real highs um, but it was never really consistent excellence outside of like that one three-year run. That was about it. And then obviously it dropped off a little with Doba from there. I, I think that's sort of the magic of Mike Leach is this, um, you know, is this idea that, you know, you can be good every year and that, um, you know, I mean, maybe we're going to have a tough time, you know, winning, you know, a Pac-12 championship or whatever for, you know, whatever reason that is. But it's like, you know, you can you can expect that there are going to be big games. You can expect there's going to be big moments. Um, you can expect there's going to be clash. I mean, we did the every everyone in sixty right with Oregon. It's it's you know game day. It's it's those kinds of things that maybe the program hasn't become accustomed to that we 
that we now sort of expect these moments of, you know, big time clash with USC or, you know, Oregon or whatever. And uh, these moments at Martin Stadium that, that we didn't get. And then, you know, you can also, you know, maybe chime in on this as well. But, you know, when we were in school. I mean, Martin Stadium wasn't what it is now. Right. You know, I mean, it was basically like a Texas high school football stadium with, you know, a trailer sitting on top of one side of the stadium where the press would sit and, you know, the high, the, the high power, don't, you know, I mean, the president's box of it. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like it's incredible what's been done. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been going down to the game since I was three or four years old. My dad had season tickets forever. So um, I remember going down and sitting in the end zone in those wooden seats. And, and I mean, just uh, really a less impressive stadium than any other one in the Pac-12 for a lot of years but but uh, touching on what you said about Mike Leach it makes me think back to my years with Mike Price there and what would have happened had he not left for Alabama because they were really building it the right way back then you know um, but but yeah it's it's a fun time for Cougar football yep all right so Craig you're next what's yours I want to I want to piggyback on Rob's for okay. like a, a little bit yeah because I can talk about that too I took yeah, my kids that, that, was, that, that was a that was a fun day like it, you know I drove down on a in a Friday you know I took the day off and you know put that put for that day in as soon as the schedule came out right yep. so and 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 just uh just to have the revelry of the next day watching all the other college football knowing we have already taken yeah. care of business yeah, and yeah. like everyone's talking about WSU on game day and right. everyone's talking about WSU right. all day because like you know that that was that was pretty great just I, I remember the tailgating and and just the after the 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 ecstasy after yeah. the game I we rushed the field too my, my sister and I and then uh then we went out straight out to Sherwood's tailgate right yeah, afterward. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I took I took my whole family to the game. I was like, so when I saw it on the schedule, put in for a personal day, took the day off, drove over earlier on Friday. Um, so took the kids to the game. Well, the 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 thing about college football is the games are long, right? Like they're longer than NFL games, like three and a half to four hours. Yeah, so these Sounders games are actually the ones that take your kids to. Yeah, I know. Two Those hours. <laughs> soccer soccer matches are great. Um, but college football games that start at 7 or 7.30 are not so great for small children. So my kids were 10, 7, and 5 at that point. And so, um, so I take them to this game, and they made it until the third quarter, till uh, the end of the third quarter. And then uh, Sarah was like, I got to get them out of here. I was like, okay, but I'm not leaving. She's <laughs> like, I I don't expect you to leave. That's Sarah fine, knows you. I know. No, Sarah knows me. And we had like, we had even like thought ahead and like downloaded Netflix movies to the phones. Cause we knew that not this, good enough. We knew the cellular wouldn't be shit. Like yeah. we were just like, okay, we're not gonna be able to stream anything. We'll just download the movies. It'll be fine. That kept them at bay until the end of the third quarter. And then they were starting to, you know, punch each other and lick each other and all the, so I have, I listeners know this. You guys know this. I have three boys. So they're, you know, so they, uh, they, they do all kinds of boy things to each other. So they left, but we were sitting in the, uh, in the, the, the round, the horseshoe end, because right. uh, the tickets were cheapest, and I was taking my whole family. And so the, the, the relevant part of that is that the uh, Sam Darnold sack happened right in front of me. Yes. And so I'm sitting right in the end zone, and I swear I see the seas part, and then here comes Jihad Woods. 
And I'm just like, you know, it's you see that he, he drops back on the snap, and then all of a sudden, about a about a beat later, it's just like the line just opens up, and here he comes on this delay blitz, and I'm like, oh, here he comes! And then it was like, and then he got the strip, and I'm jumping up and down, acting the fool, and uh, acting like I'm about 20 years younger than I actually am. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so it was. Yeah, that that was my thing. So then, yeah, so then afterwards, right, we, we go out to Sherwood's tailgate and we're hugging each other. And I think, I think Kyle might have jumped up into my arms. Listening to Return of the Mac a few times. Yeah, I was saying Return of the Mac a few times. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure Kyle jumped into my arms. He definitely um, did. And Kyle's bigger than me. Um, he should maybe have jumped into your arms. Because yes. you're actually he, well, he a comparable did also, size. He also jumped in my arms. That's true. But it was after he jumped in your arms, so yeah. he had a little less gusto with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that yeah. Well, yeah, that was pretty fun. But yeah, that was amazing. My game is also going to be a USC game, uh, but a different one. But we don't beat USC that often, so right. it's pretty fun when we do. Um, but uh, so when I was uh, um, our. People who read Coog Center might know this, but um, so I lived in uh, Tennessee and Vermont for a combined five and a half years, uh, a little bit after I graduated. So um, I hadn't been to, in 2013, I hadn't been to a game since the 2008 Apple Cup. Um, so I, I, you know, I was, I was missing out on that uh, Cougar football experience. I actually had a, um, a, a work conference in LA or in Anaheim, actually, but whatever. You're flying to the same airport, but uh, but uh, well, sometimes. Well, when you want to go to a <laughs> when you want to go to a football game, you fly into LAX right, instead of San right. Diego, or whatever. Because it's a little cheaper. Yeah, but uh, but but anyway, so it's about the uh, only thing that could drive you to yeah, want to fly into yeah. LAX. But uh, but yeah, so um, so when the schedule came out, or or when when that conference came up, I was like, holy shit, I can I can go to the USC game if I just like go a, and, you know, a day earlier. And so I, or the weekend before. And so I, you know, I bought my ticket. I, you know, I, you know, cause I was so excited. You know, I actually bought it through WSU and paid like the full price, even though I definitely could have went on StubHub or whatever right before the game and bought like a way cheaper ticket. Cause that place wasn't sold out. But anyways, I was really excited. I had my, you know, my official ticket. I remember when it came in the mail in Vermont the one ticket in the little envelope. I was so stoked. <laughs> um, I remember flying into LA. I, I, uh, I met a, 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 long t- a reader, a longtime reader of ours. Um, he, his, he goes by SoCal Coog on Twitter. Um, and we had, some, we had some beers at, the, at, a, at a very large uh, corporate chain um, beer bar that is, has a lot of taps and not very much <laughs> good beer that I won't mention by name. Um, actually, if I'm gonna shit on them, yeah, Yard House is kind of shit. Um, they they have a hundred taps, and uh, you're still lucky to find one good beer when you're there. But um, but but uh, yeah, so we went to Yard House. I I spilled a beer all over the thing. I remember doing that. Um, and then we went into USC. It's the weirdest tailgating setup I'd seen. Like, it's it's just like it's very LA, and like there's parking garages just everywhere. Like just, just as far as the eye can see, um, parking garages. I remember we crashed the uh, the cat the uh, uh, WSU Alumni Association party, even though we didn't have tickets. They were just they were welcome welcoming everyone at that point. 
Um, then we went into the game, and the USC fans are pretty cocky because they're playing WSU, and we've only beat them, like, never. Um, uh, they, they probably – it was early in the season, so they probably thought they were good. You know, which they were – so I'm looking this up right now. They were ranked number 22. They were, they were actually ranked. Okay. They were ranked. Um, we had just come off of um, losing to Auburn, who – eventual uh, – national champion Auburn right that year that's right um and just should have beat them um but uh but um so we we yeah I go into the game they're really cocky I remember uh USC scored first and it was like 7-0 pretty late and you know it was obviously a 10-7 game in the end it was not a lot of things happening it was 7-0 and uh this these girls that were about 10 rows in front of us just turn in and start talking crap to all the kook fans they're like flipping us the bird and just like and and uh not like two plays later uh demonte horton pick six happens and 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 then and we tie the game and, and so we just would not we would not like let them forget that the rest of the game and then Obviously, DeMonte Orton picks another one to end the game after, uh, was it Fernie? Was it Fernie at that time? Yeah, it was yep, Fernie. Yep. He kicked the it's field Andrew goal. Fernie. Um, so, you know, 10-7. Man, walking out of that stadium was the best feeling in the world. Well, like, what, I, what I love about the fact that you picked that game is that's easily one of the worst games I've ever watched in my life. Oh, yeah. No, it was an awful game. That it was, was like the worst game. I'm pretty sure it was done in like two and a half hours, too. Like so hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you some stats. You ready for some yeah. stats? Okay. Here we go. Uh, there were only 26 first downs between the two teams. Uh, that Mike Leach defense, man. WSU gained 222 yards total. Total. USC gained with... They did not score an offensive touchdown. USC with noted offensive mastermind Lane Kiffin as their coach uh, gained 193 total yards. Only 54 of those. 54 through the air. Against Mike Bresky. That's right. Against Mike Bresky. Okay. They completed 11 of 21 passes for a total of 2.6 yards per attempt. And two to DeMonte Horton. And two of those attempts went to DeMonte Horton. God bless him. Oh, and by the way, we only uh, had seven rushing yards. Oh, man, that, that the DeMonte's pick six, he was free and clear and was nearly caught down. With his, I know. With his, with his famous 5.040 speed. Nearly caught by, wasn't it like, it wasn't an offensive lineman, it was, was it? No, it was a wide receiver. It was a wide receiver. Okay, that's right. But, uh, or maybe it was a tight end. I don't know. Maybe. But a USC tight end. Okay, thing. hold on. I'll bet, I'll bet it'll, it'll come so back. So we were walking on. out, and, and, and like, oh, I remember this. Oh, it was Marquise Lee. I remember that. It was Marquise, Marquise Lee that almost Lee. got it. Yeah, he was. That's right. That's I, right. But I, we were walking out, and I remember this little kid, like, just, like, losing it to his dad. And he's like, Dad, how did we lose to Washington State? <laughs> and you know what? I was asking that same question after the game was over. How did that even happen? It was awesome, though. It was. I, I was so happy to be there. It was. It was amazing. Well, and if you just think about it, too. I mean, we went. We were six and six that yeah, season. We I needed mean, that, that win. That that game was. I mean, obviously, all the wins you could say this about. But I mean, I, I mean, if you think about it, they they had to go to Auburn. 
and then USC to start yeah. the season. They damn near beat Auburn, yeah. and then they beat USC. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Rob, where were you during the DeMonte Hort? So you would have been a student, right? Yes, freshman? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I actually transferred in, so I was there. I started in, what was it, twenty early 2015. Okay, so do you have any so, recollection of that game? I mean, it's honestly, okay if you not don't. really don't. I don't. <laughs> he... I was uh, studying. Good job, man. He, he's he's living a charmed life of WSU memories right now. I love it. Starting though. in 2015, nothing but wins. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, so for Brian and I, that's how it was too. Like, we were living the charmed life. Like, we went to a Rose Bowl, and then there were a couple of bad years, and then there was another Rose Bowl, and it was like, hey, this is what life is like when you're a Coug. This is all those old Cougs that are like, oh, don't worry, the losing's coming, and I'm like. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad there's no one at this table right now who was a student during the Wolf years because that would just be rough that, for them. That would be rough. <laughs> that, that would be t- We could get Britton on and he could talk. Britton was a student during the Wolf years, right? Yeah. I yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, how about uh, – okay, so let's see. Anyway, Rob, you got any thoughts about 2013 USC? You know, I – no. I don't. I'm trying to, trying to remember as best I can, but – uh, I would have been watching that one on TV, so sitting at home. <laughs> Me too. I do remember that we all kind of thought maybe Lane Kiffin would get fired after that game, which he did not. It's he got fired after uh, the next, next game. week. After they lost right? to Arizona was the State. Next game, they right? left him in. Yeah. They left him at Arizona State. Yeah. They left him on the tarmac. That's right. Left him on. They got Kiffin'd on the tarmac. So. He's still at Florida Gulf Coast, right? Or no, F. Florida Atlantic. Atlantic. That's yeah. what it was. Sorry, my sister goes to FIU, so I was like, "Oh, it's kind of close." But uh, they're, FIU, all, they're all FIU, the FAU, FGCU. Florida Gulf Coast is the best one because of uh, Dunk the, City, uh, Andy Enfield years. Yeah, Dunk City. All right. Well, since uh, let's see, so I'll go. So I know that uh, that Brian's game is after mine, so I'll go next. All right. So my game is uh, the 1997 Apple Cup. So that's my game. Uh, so what happened in that one, Jeff? I, I know, right? Um, so, so brief, uh, little, little brief. Rob just said I was six. <laughs> so, how how old do you feel now, Jeff? <laughs> uh, about as old as I usually I w- feel I, when my students I are w- like. I w- I was twelve. So I know. Look, no, I got. <laughs> yo, I'm gonna have sophomores next year that were born in like 2003. Like after 9-11, after, you know, like I graduated from college. Like, yeah. So anyway, um, so, so my game is the 97 Apple Cup. So it's a little bit, a little bit of history there. Um, so at the time, that was, that was my junior year. And I was the editor of the Daily Evergreen at the time. Um, and so one, and I was also, so while I was doing that, I was also kind of the football reporter uh, for the Evergreen, also me and another guy, Nima Zarabi. I doubt Nima listens, but if he does, hey Nima. Um, so me and Nima, Nima and I were the the two guys who who covered the team, and we were able to travel to a couple games. So we traveled to Arizona State. We traveled to Oregon. Covered those games. Um, Arizona State, of course, the only regular season loss that year. Um, so we traveled to some games. So, but but one of the so it's on the one hand, it's really cool to get to cover the games. You get to sit in the press box. You get this access, you get to talk to players, uh, talk to coaches. You know, all that stuff is super, super cool. 
So I got to do a lot of that kind of stuff. But the downside is that you never get to sit in like like in the game. You don't get to do all the student stuff. You don't get to enjoy the game. You don't get to like tailgate the pre-funk. Like like I didn't. You know, you don't get to cheer. I don't get to like really enjoy it um, the way the rest of the student body got to enjoy that season. Um, and so every game that I had attended, I was in in the press box. I think the only game that I wasn't in the press box for the whole game was Dad's weekend against what was it like Southeast Louisiana or something like that would be 77 to whatever. Right. 77, seven. Um, so my dad sat in the, sat in the, in the stands by himself for some reason. And so I joined him like in the fourth quarter. So that was about the only thing. So the, because I always had coverage to do people to talk to, I had a story that I had to write the next day. Um, but in, uh, in, in the olden days, right, like the Apple Cup would be played at the beginning of Thanksgiving break. So I didn't have to, you know, the Apple Cup was at the beginning of the break. It was in Seattle near home. So I, I didn't have any responsibilities. I didn't have to cover it in, you know, in the press box. I didn't have to do really anything other than just after the game go do some interviews. So this was the first game all year that I was able to attend just as a fan. And so I got to go tailgate beforehand, talk crazy amounts of shit to Huskies fans, which looking back now, I'm like, I, w- I wouldn't do that. <laughs> We've lost so many of those damn things. I don't think I would ever do that again. Uh, but I did at the time, you know, because I was 21 and or 20, 20, I was 20. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is it, dude. We're hot shit. This is awesome. You know, we're great. Um, and it, it's funny, too, because I've gone back and watched that game on YouTube. And, like, there was a point there where I'd actually forgotten that Washington was ranked, like, 17th or 19th or something. Like, they were really good, too. You know, and I was so confident that we were going to win. Um, and so I sat in the where they had the students. They had the students parked on the old the old bleachers there on the Lake Washington end of the stadium right under the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. They had these old, terrible wooden bleachers down there. Um, and so I was sitting with, uh, with my roommates at the time, my buddies Ryan, Joe, Chris, um, and Brady, and we were all down there. And uh, during the, the thing I remember the most, my, my favorite moment other than the end of the game was Chris Jackson's touchdown, right? The deep right. pass from Leaf right. where he ends up, you know, trucking two guys to get the end zone. And so this was on the opposite side of the stadium. So I'm watching this. And so I see the catch and we all start going bonkers because he caught it. And we're assuming he got tackled. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait he's still running you know and then he scored the touchdown then we really went crazy and my butt we were jumping up and down so uh so vigorously that we that we cracked the bleachers underneath us yeah and so we ended up with this board of the of the bleachers. we had this hole in those old wooden bleachers where we had broken this board and so my buddy joe picks up the board broke it off the rest of the way and holds it up and is like yeah we're just like yeah we're taking a piece of husky yeah we took it back to our apartment in pullman (laughs) after the game put it up on the wall we were staying out at ccn we were living on ccn so put it on the wall out there um but then i remember after the game i had um i had a press pass too so i was able to get down on the field shortly before the game ended so that when the huskies they scored their touchdown to kind of get within a touchdown they were onside kicking i was kind of right behind the cougar bench uh at that moment saw the kick saw the recovery saw everybody 
going bonkers. And I'm thinking, this is going to be super special. I'm going to be on the field, you know, with all the players. And then all of a sudden, like, it's, it, it ends, and they're running on the field. They got roses. They got Pac-10 champion hats and all this stuff. And I look over back where I came from, and all of a sudden, they, they just had this little shitty portable fence in between the students and the field. And all of a sudden, I see... I see the uh, the security guys take about ten steps back, and this shitty little portable fence goes, <laughs> just falls over, and all of a sudden all those students started charging, and um, it was a big party in the middle of the field. And the thing that always sticks out to me about it is looking around and seeing all the Husky fans that stayed in the stadium and were just like watching us, and they were just like holy shit you know like they we were just like having the time of our lives you know partying on their field and they like almost weren't even pissed they were like sort of amused like wow look at that you know and and i think part of it is that that they don't um you know when you experience success on a high level with relative frequency it can kind of get old i don't know if that's the right word but it can kind of feel regular and we had, you know, obviously not been to the Rose Bowl in 67 years, not won a Pac-10 championship in 67 years. Like, so our joy was so over the top and so pure. And I think that they were sort of like, huh, look at that. <laughs> that's kind of bananas. So anyway, that's, that's my story. I know it was long, but, but that's my story. Yeah, if you think about um, how excited kooks were when WSU beat Oregon State under Wolf in 2011 or 2010 like just to beat a they he hadn't beaten a pack 10 or like other than uh other than the the Apple Cup in 2008 they hadn't beaten a pack 10 school since then and then you you fast forward to when they got their sixth win in 2014 2013 and like like just the relative and now if now it's like and then I remember 2015 getting the sixth win just how ecstatic we were and then last year six win meant nothing like it didn't we're like okay we we won a sixth game just it like so yeah when you're talking about the UW fans like oh we've been to like a hundred Rose Bowls like that's what they they're saying like oh whatever like they probably probably went had went to the Rose Bowl a couple years prior um and they so they yeah they probably wouldn't understand uh Coug fans losing their shit over going to the Rose Bowl yeah so just like we wouldn't they like Young Coug fans like Rob wouldn't, wouldn't understand the, the, the ecstasy of beating a, a four-win Oregon State team on the road because <laughs> you hadn't won a damn game in two years. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all relative, man. But, yeah, that's a, that's a great story. That's a great fucking story. So my, my brother, Sam, who founded the Plastic Pub, he uh, was at that game on that field after the game with you and had actually had Mike Price on his shoulders. He was one of the guys <laughs> holding them up. Just trying to add that in there. He's been at every Apple Cup ever since, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was right next to Mike Price during that. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe I'll get a quote or something. No, <laughs> no, that ain't happening. It just was, it, it was, yeah, it was unbelievable just seeing, just being, like, surrounded by that many Cougs and, um, like I said, just, just kind of taking in the whole scene and climbing up on the goalposts. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the, it, was, it was a special moment. Like I said, uh, shortly after that, it felt like, you know, well, hey, you know, a few years later, we go into the Rose Bowl. And then even, you know, after that, we beat the Huskies, what was it, four out of five years, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and the Apple Cup's like, psh, the Apple Cup's a coin flip now. Yep. Yeah. That feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, well, 
you remember it like it was yesterday. That's the best thing, you know. It's like things like that stick with you. It's crazy, but that's what I love about being a Coug. You know, you don't forget those things. Absolutely. All right, Brian. So your your game comes after mine, but not by much. Just uh, a couple of weeks. A little really. bit. Uh, so my obviously the 1998 January 1st Rose Bowl game against the University of Michigan. Um, so you know, first time Cougs have been to the Rose Bowl since 19. What was it? 30, 31. Yeah, something like that. Uh, 31, right? 31. I think it was. So, so it was a it was a hot ticket to get. It's hard to get. I got kind of lucky because our dad had season tickets and wasn't going to go, and was able to get in the, the. I think they had a lottery or something, and he got some tickets that way. Uh, went with a big group of fellow students. Most of them took the bus down there. I I was lucky enough to fly, but um, <laughs> most of them took the. I'm trying to imagine taking a taking a bus down to Southern California. Yeah, it, well, and then we, when we got down there, we rented a rider truck and stayed in that rider truck the night before the game, right in the middle of all the motorhomes and RVs in the, in the big lot right outside the stadium. So um, you can imagine how popular a bunch of kids staying in a rider truck were amongst the, amongst the, the masses there. So we were well-treated and fed that, uh, that evening and, and had plenty to imbibe in as well. Um, but, no, the game was, was uh, I mean, just right down to the very last second you know, some would say there's still a couple seconds left to be played, but that's another story. Um, it was a great game. It was a great game, well played. Uh, had somebody offer me a thousand bucks for my ticket walking in the game. That was a, a tempting one to take, but I knew I'd regret it. So here I am talking about my favorite game, and, and uh, had I taken that quick cash, that wouldn't have happened. But that's just how big those tickets were. I mean, it was just impossible to find a ticket. It was you had to kind of almost know somebody to get in that game, and it was, and it and it uh, it lived up to it. It was a great game. Yeah, one of the things I remember most was the uh, – so I was there covering as a, as a member of the media. Um, so the Evergreen sent me down there, and I got to sit in the press box. I almost missed the bus that took me from the hotel to the stadium because I was a 20-year-old idiot, and I had partied on New Year's Eve out at the Santa Monica Pier. Well, of course you did. Because I'm a moron. Well, and, no. Uh, <laughs> and I, I almost – I remember, like, I woke up and I was like, holy shit – and I was like, did I miss the bus? And I'm like, and we were staying at a different hotel than the team, which was where the bus was leaving from. So I had to like run like two blocks to get there. And yeah, but I got there. But the, the inside of the same number one, I remember was, was just crimson everywhere. Like, and you know, Michigan obviously had been to a lot of, a lot of Rose Bowls. Well, so you think like, uh, Brian was talking about the, the price of the tickets, like if, if StubHub existed back oh then, God, like what yeah. the, the ticket prices would yeah. be on StubHub. Like yeah. It'd be insane. So I had actually had a ticket to the game. Um, I got one of the student tickets and I sold it to a friend who didn't get one of the tickets and he had recently graduated and I sold it to him for face value and I have reminded him. You every, are so nice. Yes. So Mike Plaster, if you're listening, I still remember that I sold you that ticket for face value. And yes, I'm going to remind you about it every time I see you. So oh, when I, when I took my friends to the, which we didn't do the game day, uh, college game day game this week because uh, we talked about it last week but but I, I would remind my friends like the, the tickets that I uh, got for them because yeah. I have season tickets like uh, I was like oh yeah we could have sold these for like 400 bucks or whatever and they're like, they're like oh yeah this hotel that you have it's pretty rare yeah. that you would have a hotel yeah. yeah so you should hold that over your friend's head yeah forever yeah the other thing I remember about that game was uh, you know Michigan just being like like amazed by their level of athleticism that was like just so different from ours we i mean we obviously had some nfl guys um you know ryan leaf and 
uh, Leon Bender would have been, you know, a great NFL player. Steve Gleason obviously was in that game. I mean, it's, you know, Dorian Boost played for a few years in the NFL. I mean, um, you know, Corey Withrow, the center, or, or sorry, guard, she, he was a center in the NFL. But, you know, yeah, so, I mean, there were, there were definitely NFL players on our team. Um, but, you know, it was uh, on Michigan's side was ridiculous, right? So Charles Woodson is the obvious, obviously the big right. one. And, uh, you know, so, you know, he wins the Heisman. And I, I just remember that interception of Leaf um, watching it and watching the play unfold. So obviously I'm up in the press box. So I'm kind of up higher. I can see the play unfold. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, I, I think he was thrown to Sean Timms. I can't remember. But, but anyway, I remember thinking the guy was wide open. And Leaf obviously thinking the guy was wide open. And Woodson had just sort of baited him into that throw and him just making this ridiculous leaping interception. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is different. They had, uh, you know, obviously Brian Greasy, Dahani Jones, I think, was on that team. Right. Um, yeah, Ty Streets, obviously. You know, I mean, they had some NFL guys, too. So, anyway, just kind of remember feeling what a big-time game it was, what a big-time opponent it was. Um, just the beauty of the sunset and all that. And then also just being like, where's my two seconds? I want my two seconds back. So, yeah. Um, it, the, the, the worst thing is I've, uh, I remember uh, traveling. Uh, I think I was at another work conference and I was, I was, had a, I was in a bar and I was having a conversation with this uh, woman and, and she was a Michigan alum. And, and, and so I started talking to her about, like um you know the 97 they're like oh yeah yeah they they remember that you know the split national championship or whatever but uh, i was like you remember the rose bowl do you remember we played she's like like, oh yeah we played washington something or one one of them and i was like (laughs) yeah and i was like it's hard to keep all the rose bowl straight so i was like i was like there's still two so you know i I brought up the you know there's still two seconds left like blah 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 and she's just like I have she no had idea no what idea. You're talking about. Like she, she, <laughs> it was totally irrelevant to her. Yeah, like she, she was like, uh, and to it was us, like, that's it's just like, another one of our national championships. You yeah, know? yeah, right. So yeah, to to, to the Cougs, to, to Coug eight, fans, it's to like, my dying day, I will say that the reason why they didn't stop, they didn't fix it, is because clock expires and everybody runs on the field. They start bringing the platform right. on the field, the trophy on the right. field. I mean, the, and the referees the were just run like off the field. The referees were just like, "Nope, we're out of here. Game over." You know, it's if that game happened today, there would be a replay. They would put a second back on the clock, and we would have one more play, and then we wouldn't have anything to complain about because we would have won the Rose Bowl. So, and then Michigan fans I'm would saying. have complained about the obvious passing interference that's that all set I'm up saying. that play in the first yeah, place. That's all I'm we saying. We won't talk about that. Yeah, we won't talk yeah. about that. <laughs> So here's what I'm thinking, Craig. I'm thinking this is a good spot to take a break. All right. And say goodbye to our friends Rob and Brian and thank them for coming along. Uh, Rob, you got any final words? Um, I mean, last final words. I think we'll grab you guys another beer, first of all, if you guys are cool with that. Um, Definitely walk a couple stairs. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, I'll walk up a couple stairs and uh, grab you guys a couple beers. But, yeah, I do appreciate you guys. Um, super excited for this Coug football season for everyone listening. Um, definitely come out to Flat Stake and we'll show you guys a good time for sure. It's a great community, like we said before, and got awesome beer, support, drink, local beer. That's can't emphasize that enough. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what give, I got. Give but a quick prediction. Quick prediction. For what? Yeah, the season. The season? I'm gonna say we're losing zero games. I like undefeated. That. I like that. That's hot. Man, that's a it's, right 
That's a recent grad. That's a Mike Leach grad right there for you. No, I'll tell you that. No, but yeah, I mean, so get in the plastic and uh, check in a Cougar football game. If you haven't been here for one, you won't regret it. I guarantee you that. So, yeah, again, we got uh, locations in Kirkland, uh, Pioneer Square in South Lake Union. So, yeah, Spokane, we're looking at uh, October right now. And then Tacoma will be early 2020, maybe pushing back maybe till February. So, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, yeah. you guys, for having us. And uh, we'll take a little break. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. And we're back. That was an ad. That was an amazing was ad. ad. It was a beautiful ad. Listen to that podcast. It's yeah. probably it was probably like shut down full cast or probably. something. So uh, so now's a good time to kind of wrap it up here. I think so. One thing we were talking about just uh, during the break there, while uh, we were saying uh, goodbye to Rob and Brian, was uh, that this definitely exceeded our expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm. We're 100 going to be. Uh, partnering or doing i i i use the word partner because i because i work in because you work in marketing um but uh yeah but but we're definitely going to be uh uh doing cool stuff with flat stick again yeah um rob had mentioned that they have a uh a, a truck that they're going to be driving <laughs> yeah. out to the opener um uh, against uh new mexico state so august 31st. having in the tailgate um they're going to have uh they're bringing uh one uh, putting hole and like yeah. having beers and so yeah. definitely be on the lookout for that. These, these are great guys. Like I have great, great, great folks. Um, obviously they're Cougs and they have treated us. Yep. Uh, First amazingly. Class. First class. I, I feel I feel good about this. Um, honestly, we gave them a one day's notice, and yeah. uh, they totally took care of no, us. No, it's like seriously. Craig was like, Craig sent an email and was like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this thing. What do you think?" Because we were you know going to this uh, going to this Sounders game and. You know, we were like, well, maybe we should do a live show. That'd be great. We'll do, we'll record it. And then Rob was just, you know, all over it and uh, very excited and enthusiastic. And, uh, you know, that's always encouraging. And so to be able to come up and, and pull it off and, and it really is. I mean, this, I, I mean, I, I, look, Rob and Brian aren't sitting here anymore. So I, I don't need to like blow sunshine or anything, but like, this is like an incredibly cool place. Like I'm, yeah, I'm so actually the, uh, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I don't, I don't know if you not, noticed, but the uh, the putting green holes spell out Seattle over no, here. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and they have the cool uh, mini space needle. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and they have a. Uh, I, I I forgot to have them explain what the hell duffel board is because I don't know what that That's is. That's true. We'll, we'll, we'll have to have, we'll have them have to on save again. that for the next one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, they they definitely um, they they were great hosts. Uh. If you felt like it was a, too much of an ad, well, sorry. Tough, because this place is cool. Yeah, we're promoting a, a, a cool business, which also happens to be yep. a cougar-owned Cougar business. Cougar-owned business. So, so um, and wh- which also employs uh, WSU graduates. Obviously. So, like, neither of the guys that were on the show are, are owners or anything. No. They're, they're just, they're employees of, yep. of, of here. And, and uh, so, yeah, very, very cool place. This place is packed before the Sounders. It doesn't even look like a lot of these people aren't even going to the Sounders game. I think they're just having fun. I mean, I, I'm guessing all the Sounders fans already left. Uh, we're definitely getting there late. Yeah, but, we um, got 15 minutes till kickoff. So, so yeah, let, let's wrap <laughs> we're this wrap up. This up. <laughs> so, yeah, a uh, very special episode. We'll, we'll come back with a regular episode next week. Um, yep. But we'll definitely be uh, – we're hoping to do more things like this in the future. But, uh, yeah, yeah. thanks for listening. Yeah, Go Cougs. And the, next one, the next one we do at Flatstick Pub, we're going to, like, 
We're going to have a show. We're going to have a show. So we'll let you know in advance. I'm going to put... And you can show up. I'm going to wear my finest. And we'll, we'll be able to talk to the literal, like, tens of people that maybe arrive. If tens of people arrive, I will consider it a success. Tens. Tens. There are dozens <laughs> of us. Dozens. That's right. All right. So, um... Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, pop, whatever. At Pop versus everyone on yeah. Twitter or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, hey, uh, thank you for listening and go kooks. Give us a five star rating. Go kooks. <laughs>